Welcome to Triumph and Disaster, a show dedicated to manly creativity and culture. Brought to you by your host, Cameron McHarg. Hey, you guys, it's Cameron McHarg, and back for another episode of Triumph and Disaster. And this week is Mickey Strider, the photographer. And uh, shit, man, this was this is a really cool episode for me. It was just a really cool experience. So Mickey actually, it turned out he was actually a, a fan of the show, um, which was really super flattering because I'm, I'm a fan of his photography. And he um, he reached out to me quite a while ago, and he, he was actually um, pretty inspired by the Chris Lowe episode, which I think is really cool. And If you haven't heard that one, go back to that one. I think uh, that's a really cool personal one, I think. And uh, he mentioned other ones, um, Marcus Nispel and other ones, but um, yeah, he was a fan of the show, which is always so fucking flattering to me because sometimes I'll hear from people all over the world, uh, South Africa or like Scotland or just different parts of this country all over the place. And it's so fucking cool. <laughs> it's so cool and flattering. And uh, yeah, I, I just never know. I never know, you know, who's out there listening to me. And I really appreciate when people reach out to me. So by the way, you can always uh, email me at triumphanddisaster triumphanddisasterblog at gmail.com and uh i answer everything so i always get back to every i i that's just my policy in life so i don't i'll answer you and i love to hear from you but anyway um so mickey thought you know uh maybe we can go out and uh do a little photo shoot and then maybe if there's time afterwards we can do a podcast and uh we did that we didn't have the time to do the podcast we went out to some it was in Carson, I guess it was, which I'm not familiar with, but it's like this really like industrial area in LA. It looks and probably was shot. Um, if you saw Pulp Fiction, you know where that, uh, the junkyard where the wolf is, Kaitel at the end. I, I think it was probably shot there. It, the whole area kind of looks like that. And then there's like, you know, kind of uh, sort of like ports and just, you know, it's really, it's kind of seedy. And he actually goes to these kind of places at night by himself all over the place to shoot, which I think is really cool. So we did that a little bit and, um, we just talked a lot and, uh, shared a lot of stories. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it turns out that we, we just kind of think alike and, um, it was just a good time and a good experience. And, and I heard a lot of things, um, that I said, like, dude, you got to talk about that. You got to talk about that. And, um, we do with some of these things, we got back together and, um, we did. We wanted to do the same basic thing: go take a couple cameras, go off somewhere cool, fuck around, and just you know shoot stuff. And that's exactly what we did. We went to Salton Sea. Um, if you're not familiar with it, just Google it. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. It's like this huge, um, like Rat Pack era resort town on the water that just kind of died, like Route 66, basically. And there's just all this um, these ruins from like the 50s and 60s and stuff all over the place. And we went to this this uh, really cool dive bar. It's called Ski Inn, I believe. And um, it looked like a Tony Scott movie inside. It was it was just crazy. And uh, I'll post some pictures from it from both of us. Um, just go to triumphanddisasterblog.com. You'll see. But um, anyway, you know, we we talked a little bit about some of the stories he talked about in the ride, including his friendship with Bill Hicks, which I think is pretty fascinating and funny, and uh, just about his photography and everything else. And I might have him on again at some point. So, um, you know, if you're interested, let me know and we'll see if we can work that out. But this has been a long intro. So here we go. Here's Mickey Strider. All right, Mickey Strider. We are, this is one of the coolest days, the coolest kind of days, my favorite kind of days. 
we are in this in this uh, in this bar on the Salton Sea. What's this place called again? It's called the Ski Inn. And in, it looks like in we're in an actual Tony Scott movie. It's fucking so cool with a few <laughs> like old school locals. It's and we just got done um, just kind of fucking around doing some just photography outside and inside. The light's just insane here. It's insane. It's crazy good. I'll right post now. some of the shots. Actually, yeah, yeah. On the, no, on the great. From the, from today. Yeah, from both of us. We're just both running around okay. with cameras. That's great. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do, and I don't do it enough. And you do it a lot by yourself, which is. One of my favorite things to do. <laughs> oh, by the way, so I don't know if I'm being too loud. And I have my, my right ear is out. I have like some weird inner ear thing, so I I'll, can't I'll hear out of my right ear. So I feel like I'm I'm yelling, but I don't know. We'll find out. I think your levels look okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so just so everybody knows, if I'm too loud or not, that's what's going on. So we've been meaning to do this for a long time, and uh, we've done this before. I mean, we do this podcast. We've got together before and done this. Went out shooting and stuff before, yeah. and uh, you have so many cool stories and experiences. <laughs> and, and there's so many things, dude, about you that like I feel like I really get you, man. I feel like we're, we're kind of similar in a lot of ways. Um, you know, I, I know that you like to go out by yourself and kind of hunt around, you know, on weekends in your spare time, and you're a busy guy. You're just going around shooting. And um, I used to, I mean, I, I used to do that more. I'd like to do it more. I used to do kind of weird shit i'd go off by myself and just like drive all the way to arizona on route 66 with the camera and back yeah like a couple of days Those are or the best i, I you know? love that kind of thing and yeah. uh, it's, it's it is the best that was one of the f- first time like when i moved to san diego was uh that was one of the first trips was i just got in the car one day and i said i'm gonna drive to arizona it's funny that you mentioned you arizona but i just drove to arizona i, I drove to yuma for no reason um Really, I did get to say that I was in Yuma at three eleven or uh, or three oh, ten or three ten in Yuma. <laughs> Sorry, three eleven. Uh, at three ten in Yuma, and uh, so I was there then. But that was basically there's really no uh, no agenda to the trip other than just to get out and explore a bit. And then you I brought found a camera some, though. Right? Brought a camera, and I yeah. found some ghost town uh, like back on the California side on the way back is what I really wanted to do. And in old you know old is mining that the town, place or whatever? It, was, it was called. Uh, 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 it's near there. It's. Um, I think I know what you're talking about. Were yeah. you the only one there? I was the only one there. Amazing. So, and then I got to watch the sunset. And somebody had made a little. You know, they make the little uh, rock sculptures where they, they'll balance stuff on stuff, and it looked like a. Oh, right. It looked like a. You saw those. It looked like a man up on top of this hill that was like the sculpture, it, and the sun was setting behind it. It was amazing, and it was like, it was uh, it was a town called Tumco, I think. You Tumco. Got a shot of that? Uh, maybe somewhere, yeah. But That's it was so cool. But it was one of those things that it's like desert. I will be back. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It was one of my first trips out. So. And you were by yourself. And that we were just talking yeah. about that coming out here. How like um, we're pretty much by ourselves out here, which is yeah. so ideal. Yeah. It's hotter than shit, by the it's, way. It's just so everybody knows. It's, it's like really hot. You can't even stay outside for for. No, it's very like one hundred and eight, yeah. hundred and nine today anymore, out here, and it's. What's funny you say that about being alone? I mean, and I, you know, not just playing along, but I with you, I don't feel like that because we do have a similar approach to things. I mean, you're looking at your own stuff. I'm looking at my own stuff, and somehow we end up in the same place anyway, but it's it's fun. You know, I, I do come out by myself a lot, so yeah. I, I do think that we're in that. Um, and people ask about that. You know, people, it's like, hey, I want to go with you sometime. And it's like, you know, I've said this before. It's like, in theory, it's it sounds great, and I love to share things, but... 
you know, I get very protective over that time, you know, by myself and going out yeah. and exploring and shooting because yeah. that would put me off my, like I said, I don't come really come out with an agenda except to explore and to observe. So um, sometimes I'll come back with nothing, you know, and I'm okay yeah. with that. I get no shots and I'm, I'm okay. I mean, a little disappointed, but, you know, that's okay. You it's know, like going fishing. Yeah, so it's like uh, I'm okay, you know, but, uh, but bringing somebody else out, I think it sort of throws me off my rhythm a little bit yeah. you know so i get what you're saying. so I, I get to the point of bringing somebody out and then i, I just we just don't do it you know it's yeah. like for whatever reason but typically it's because i'm leaving at 10 o'clock at night to come out and shoot all night and people are like yeah i don't know if i want to do that <laughs> it takes a specific person type of person to do it not only that but just like for example we can go ahead and say it they're like only 10, 15 feet away from us, but we were basically just stealing shots of these locals at this yeah. bar. They're amazing, beautiful. They're yeah. they're awesome people. And you know, like when you're by yourself, that's where that's like where you can actually connect with people like that. And you, it's you can't really replicate that, dude. You can't. No. I mean, like you said, some. I mean, we were able to uh, to both kind of do it, sort of individually. And it, I think because yeah. we both kind of, you know. Yeah, similarly, I guess, but but there's you know when you go by yourself and you uh, and you and you go to a, if you go to a place like this by yourself, yeah, and you talk to the local, it's it's kind of an experience that you can't, you no, just can't. It, yeah, no, you, it's, it's true. When you're by yourself. You know, you're sort of forced into not forced, but I mean, you. I don't mind talking to to anyone, you know. And it's funny for me. I'm not. I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, people say, you know, my work looks a little lonely and stuff, and I've had that mentioned mm-hmm. many times. Um, I think that's a f- good observation, and I guess I kind of at heart, I'm kind of a lonely person, you know, but I don't mind talking to anybody, you know. It's a very genuine talk. Yeah. It's not um, it's not bullshitting them, you know, talking to people here, you know. I think it would be, you know, it's just, it's, I'm generally curious no, about, it's not, about, what it's they, not, about what they, you know, what they're doing put and on, stuff. Or they wouldn't. They would know for sure. Absolutely, they'll let you know <laughs> first. Are, yeah, they've yeah, and they've seen people, especially where we're at today. It's like, yeah, they see people come out and shoot all the time, you know. So, um, you know, but very friendly people. Yeah, you know, talk you to can see their can guards up a little bit when you first walk in. You know, absolutely. Are, are these like some fancy pants Los Angeles people? And then quickly realize we're not fancy pants. No, we're not. So we were accepted quickly. <laughs> yeah, but you said something interesting right there that I, I think is really fascinating. And it's true. It's how, like, you can give anybody a camera, for example. We'll say it's a camera, but it could be whatever, different things. But I think for camera, it's the most interesting. And say, go out and shoot this thing. Same thing. And you're going to get different moods, different feelings, different things. I find that so fucking fascinating. And so when people said, you know, there's, like, loneliness in your photos. Yeah. It's so interesting how um, how you see the world somehow translates through this fucking camera that doesn't care less what you. It's just like this. It's this yeah. machine that just re, this records light. I think that's so interesting, and but it's true. It really does do that. It it will get the signature of of what you're feeling or what you're seeing. And I, yeah, I think that's and honestly I, fascinating. And I do go out without you know I. And I really do honestly go out with without an agenda 99.98 percent of the time um you know there's a few times when i'll go out to shoot something specific that i have in mind and you know what most of those don't turn out yeah. the way i, I want yeah. them to so um i've gone back and reshot a couple of self-portraits that i do um i've gone back out and reshot those um just because you know i 
either time of day or um, I just thought it would be a little bit better. You know, that's very rare that I'll do that. Um, but the genuine stuff with people, you know, like we said, we're stealing shots yeah. know, today a little bit. Um, it's funny when I look at portrait work in particular um, that I see, and, and you'll see stuff that, I don't know. I mean, I got a choice. So, you know, I'm taking things. Obviously, I'm not sharing stuff that I don't like, but yeah. Um, but I think there has to be something there, some sort of emotion, you know, not just a sort of blank. Because sometimes I look at stuff and I just don't get anything from right. it. Right. You know, and that's not to criticize other people. I'm right. sure that some people see things in those that I'm not just not picking up on. But there are certain things that, that I just don't, I just don't see anything in those, and, and they just yeah. they just don't move me. They just don't interest me. And it, it, it doesn't have to be much. It doesn't have to obviously be. A you wouldn't emotion. shoot it if it didn't. It's just right? a, it's just a minor. Th- it's just something you feel and you see. And, that's right. And uh, and sometimes, you know, I'll shoot like a series of stuff that I just uh, like I'm on the edge of something. I feel like there's something on the edge. I'm going to get something from somebody that's I'm right on the edge of it. And sometimes I don't get it, you know. Yeah. And then you don't use those, you know, and I'm a little right. disappointed in those moments. But um, but you still shoot that. I mean, you're still feeling something. You're right. Still reading you're just people. trying to trying yeah. to grab that thing. Yeah. But it doesn't even have, it could be an object like today. You know, we we're jumping out like, oh, let's get, we were like you said, we we're doing our own thing. And you were shooting uh, an old tattered american flag so yeah. you're just trying to get this the shot you're trying to get this thing yeah i don't know if you did or not maybe you don't know yet but I, I don't that's, know if that's, i did it's, either it's, it's not like, even a person but yeah. it's a you're trying to you saw something there. Yeah. and then later i i saw something at uh somewhere else and you're like oh, okay and you turn around and you went back you didn't get out because but i saw something yeah. there that i i kind of felt it was like a weird kind of well it was kind of lonely actually it was like I, a lonely feeling there it, it, and I mean, it's not to be uh <laughs> not we got this bromance going on now, but I think it's. Uh, <laughs> but I think uh, one you thing photography the, bromance. The one thing about um, that I enjoy going out with you on is that I think not that there's necessarily hard boundaries, but I think we both know what we're doing, and there's other boundaries. Like I'm not going to get in your way for something, you know. And just because you see something doesn't necessarily. If I don't see it, I'm not going to get out just to shoot it to right. make you feel better. And you're not going to do oh, that. Of course, for, not. you're not going to yeah. do that for me. You well, know, that's so exactly right. Yeah. I think that's great. We can just be ourselves, you know. And I think that's what. I like about just being by myself, you know, and being, um, just being trying to observe. There's very few people that I would have that, you know, kind of relationship with, you know, I've, I've had other photographers and street photographers tell me the same thing. Like they, um, like people want to go out with them, but the same thing, it's like, it throws them off their rhythm. Now, right. they're, now they're not observing the same way that they would observe if they were by themselves. That's right. That's right. Um, now you're dealing with another, correct. Something else, another yeah. aspect. I've always done that when I've like gone and like, I wouldn't say sketchy play or, or uh, dangerous places, you know, certainly when I've been... Uh, play- well, the like, last I, time we shot you, you, yeah, I think you do, actually. <laughs> well, I don't take other people with me in right. this case. But you were saying that you're going to those places at night, and I was yeah. thinking, Jesus. Yeah, like, uh, you well, know, I'll go over to Mexico at night, you know, go into Mexicali at night, and, and right across the border in Mexicali from Calexico is, uh, it's really is the red light district, so it's not mm-hmm. really the best part. I mean, right. although Mexicali is not, ter- you know, it's it's safe as long as you... You know, uh, just to wear your surroundings. I've always felt like that. And I lived in New York and the places by myself. I just felt like you just have to just act like, you know, that right. you're supposed to be there. Act right. like you're going somewhere. You have a purpose. And just be aware of your surroundings, you it's know. It's the same thing in even in like downtown L.A. at night yeah. or something. It's this exact same attitude. Yeah, It's yeah. the same way in an office. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, a little less soul crushing. scary. Yeah. I mean, yeah. In, outside the office. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's that's really interesting. It's really interesting, and um, no, I appreciate you, t- you taking me along, man. Because this is like, like I said right off the top, this is the kind of thing I've, I've missed. This it's really something that, um, to be honest, if I don't do it 
for a while kind of crushes my soul a little bit. Yeah. No, you feel it. Yeah. When you're trying to do something else creative, I mean, it's just something to be, it's very free form. It's not, um, you know, hopefully you get something out of it. You share stuff and it becomes something. I mean, some stuff that I work on is, uh, you know, without knowing it, it becomes a series, you know, and then I'll come back and reshoot some more stuff and I'll see where I want it to go and I'll shoot even more moments that go along with that. Um, you know, other times it really is a one-off kind of thing, you know, yeah. but, um, you know, people appreciate it. So if they don't, they, they don't, you know, I, again, it's the position for most of the stuff that I'm shooting. I'm shooting for myself, you know? Yeah, exactly. So. Like, you know, for example, like, um, I didn't expect like this bar, for example, you know, you think salt and sea, you think some little, you know, bar, I, you know, you kind of think kind of hard, maybe kind of bikerish thing. It, it actually looks like a giant Diane Arbus museum <laughs> in here. Like earlier when the light was in here earlier on there. Yeah. By the way, this, this is the middle of the summer and there's Christmas decorations everywhere. Yeah. There's an actual Christmas tree in here. Yeah, we just missed Christmas in July apparently, <laughs> which, we're, which we're both entirely yeah. bummed about. So. This place is amazing. So, for example, the light in here during a couple hours ago, it looked like a Diane Arbus kind of a living room or something. I was shooting. I was. It's. It, it's like a certain feeling you have. It's, and you might not even share it, like you said. But it's almost kind of like. Um, it's almost kind of like if you're writing. Maybe you're writing poetry, for example. You're not going to show anybody. Right. You might, but a lot of this, most of the stuff, you don't. Art's kind of for you. Art's tough, you know. You know. I mean, the stuff that was. Yeah, I might not, but it was just like, wow, it's so fucking. I don't know what it is. It's, there's kind of a nostalgia to it. There's something kind of kind of creepy about it yeah, no. in a cool way, you know. Um, Some stuff also you you might not share now, and those are the things that continually surprise me, and with in a very positive way of things that I have uh, left behind because I, I just didn't like it mm-hmm. at the time, or I didn't feel like it was whatever I was looking for, or wasn't up to you know a certain standard. And then you know I will go back and look through old things occasionally, you know, and. Uh, uh, there's some gems in there that you find that you just totally left behind, you know. Don't you think Previous- that, I'm sorry, but no. don't you think that this, I, I think this is like with writing too, for example. I, I was going to say that must be the case. You know? Well, you know, I need to, I need some time, maybe at least a day to go back, maybe after you shoot or after you write something, maybe a day or two, and then you look back for, you have a little perspective then. Yeah. And then you're like, holy shit, that thing's amazing. Or that's a piece of shit. Yeah. But, Having that perspective after, you know, like a little bit of time and looking back at it, you're right. Sometimes you're like, wow, or or that's trash. But even if you get one, though, even if you get one out of an entire day, you've kind of won. Yeah, no, or if it's just something that you rediscover after the fact, you know, and and it's something that um, I also think that, I mean, hopefully you're still, you're improving all the time, too. So there may be something that I didn't see in a previous thing and that I couldn't process it the right way. You know, not that I want to overprocess, you know, images, but I just couldn't get it to where I wanted it to look. Yeah. But but now I have the skill set. Maybe it's a little bit better. Maybe I've I've tried something else that's new, um, that now helps me get it to where the original intention was. Mm. That happens too. Um, but yeah, some things are just left, you know, aside, and, and some things, you know, I, I've tried to discipline myself to not share things like immediately mm-hmm. even though no matter how much in love i am with them because <laughs> those, those are the ones that usually like sort of i don't want to say embarrass you but they're the ones that go god i wish i hadn't said Ooh, i wish yeah, i had yeah, posted yeah. that i yet. know what you mean you know? i know what you mean so you so you can have that perspective yeah so you, you can, have that you get that reflection time right right um so i, I try I know to discipline exactly myself to sit and just like do not do not share that tonight not yet not tonight <laughs> which wait 
see tomorrow right. if you want to do it and then you right. can do it but you know never always successful not successful all the time yeah so. can you say that you have um you have a show coming up right in san diego pretty soon i had a show this week in san diego on thursday night so a couple of nights ago that was uh it's funny because it was all the stuff or a lot of stuff that i shot out here for the uh at the geothermal plants or that, night, that around right? the Salton Sea, yeah, and some of them are at night, some are at day. A lot are at night, though. I started shooting the long exposures of the, uh, you know, the cooling towers, so they they get this nice uh, soft feel, the the steam. It's all it's funny. You look at these and they look really industrial. It looks like oh god, that's terrible for the environment, not knowing what it is, because you know if you go to a refinery in Carson, which is where we've been as right, well, right. you look at those and yeah, that's not steam coming up out of you know it's something else that right. um, it's not good. Like this is all steam. It's all renewable energy. But it looks kind of ominous. It looks ominous, yeah. but it also has. Uh, you know, depending on how long the exposure is, can be really soft feeling. So it's very silky, kind of smooth feeling. The steam is, you know. But I and think still ominous. Yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> and I'll play with kind of ghostly. I'll play with some of the exposure too. So some of it has more silky, silky feel. Some of it is not quite so much. Because what I also love is to see the um, see the steam and this affected by the the wind is see the uh, the turbulence in that too. It's almost like it's a really violent to me sometimes. You know, and it's beautiful. Um, and you can see some of that in some of the images. And then some of them are just really not long exposures at all. The the steam and the smoke the, with the clouds of the day just have a great feeling to me. So. You shoot a lot at, at night, actually, now yeah. that I think about it, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, I had a show on Thursday at the uh, – it was part of Open Show uh, San Diego. It's a great program that um, a couple of women put on. And it's at the uh, Museum of Photographic Arts in San Diego, a great museum. Is it still there? Yeah, it's great. No, oh, it's, it's actually, it's, it was a one night day okay, for, okay. for our exhibition, but the, uh, but it's, it's, uh, it's a great facility. I, I encourage anybody to go that, that gets a chance. I have to put a um, link up for it. But, uh, but no, it was great. And, and, you know, there were no prints made, so it was all projected on a big screen oh, behind, okay. you know, which seeing them at that scale is still, which, I mean, you know, you see a film right. projected, it's like, wow, it's so cool you right. know, to see stuff at that. And the projection actually was really good. So I wasn't, you know, bummed about it or anything. It was great. Um, and it was a great uh, give and take with the crowd. They really encourage um, uh, interaction and, and uh, you know, a discussion. So great crowd, great questions. Oh, cool. Um, and it was really good. You know, and I got to meet a couple of other really talented, you know, artists that were presenting as well. And we talked after the show. And uh, I just love that. I love, you know, meeting other people that are doing their own thing. We I was talking about the, the street photographer, you know, and about his philosophy of going out. And I met him the other night. He's got some great, beautiful stuff from San Diego. And around from street photography and from the uh, like protests and stuff that have happened in mm -hmm. town um, in the last year. Um, beautiful stuff. So it's great to meet those people, you know. You know, like, I was curious, you know, you're talking about um, the refinery in, in Carson and, and shooting at night. And, uh, you know, you mentioned, so, you know, some people said that your stuff is kind of lonely or whatever and you shoot at night and it's kind of dark. Do you, like the Carson thing, I think we mentioned, uh, and it's actually in what the second season of True Detective. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the so, Carson refinery, the Tesoro. It's yeah, it's the it used to be the BP refinery. If everybody knows, you see it right from the the uh, four hundred five. Right. So it's very, yeah. and I I love noir. I'm a huge fan of noir, whether it's neo new stuff or the old school. I love noir, and um, and even when it's kind of dark, black comedy stuff like Coen Brothers, Blood Simple, some stuff like that. So you, I, I think, kind of tend to appreciate a little bit of the dark, the darkness, and you you see some 
you see something there. You're attracted to it. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. No, I, it's it's funny. I, yeah, I mean, definitely attracted to the to the dark side. Uh, to uh, to that of, of being at night and just that sort of mysterious, you know, ness. Um, I mean, I'm the it's, same. It's funny. I, I could talk. I know you haven't. Well, I don't know if I'm actually cut this out, but the uh, not <laughs> not watching Twin Peaks at the moment, the, the the return. But there was something that really spoke to me in in the one episode. Eight, oh yeah, we have we eight, talked about the last time. I haven't, episode I episode eight, the infamous episode eight was uh, oh, the, the, was the great. New- was that the the ending of it really? It was, it's a very simple thing. Is that this character, this nightmare, if you will, this this very evil character walks off into the what looks appears to be the desert at night. And he just disappears and becomes the night, which is, wow, you know, that's just like awesome. You know, it's just like it's just this mysterious thing that just becomes there's just something in that darkness that you just never quite know about. You know, I think there's something to that for me that just holds my, you know, not that I want to put myself in dangerous situations or anything, but it's just there's some mystery to that. that You do a little bit, though. I do. I mean, it's it's uh, I've been I've been all around the Salton Sea at night and um you know, you, you never know. I mean, what's gonna? You know, I like I said, I always try to be aware of my surroundings and and be safe, yeah. uh, as safe as I can. But but you're kind of on a weird frontier out here. This really is yeah. kind of you're kind of on your own. This desert. is why people the people that live out here want that. Absolutely, but. you know. So, um, but whether it's there or whether it's in, you know, along the beach and you know, uh, Del Mar, you know, at night by yourself, you know, it's or that like, industrial area where you took me. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like in Carson and stuff yeah. and go around like Wilmington and then the, the port of LA. It's like, uh, all those things really fascinate me. There, it, something else came up, uh, the other night at this exhibition was the, uh, and something that I had thought about, but I, I hadn't verbalized before was the, uh, like the, the geothermal plants I go out to not only even in the, during the daytime, um, you don't see a lot of people, working on them they're basically run themselves mm. you know i've been inside and i've met people that have worked there but um but you don't see them outside in the plant like doing stuff you know with a big tool and kind of doing things it's like very odd you know the machinery is kind of lonely too you know it has mm. that feeling and no matter what time of day it is certainly at night but even during the day when i've shot there's not many people around that you see you'll see cars but you, they're in a building nice air-conditioned building but it's not there's no people really working stuff out you know, in the, you know, on the property. So it's kind of a weird kind of ghost plant. Kinda, you know, it's you just, know? I guess also appeals to, you know, this sort of ghost yeah. town kind of yeah. thing. And I, I really, I haven't had any weird things to necessarily being out except for one time. And I'm not really. In that necess- ghost town? I'm not, no, but it was in a, it was in a cemetery actually out near here, near the salt sea that I oh went out God, at night. Oh my God, I love this kind of shit. So I went out at night. Um, it's an old uh, Imperial Valley Cemetery from people from the early 1900s, farmers. That, you know, I looked up some people and, you know, kind of uh, heads blown open by a tractor plow, you know, it's that field porch stuff. And it's like uh, weird. Around here. So what do they shit. farm? Was it like dates or something? Yeah, no, they would farm. Any, I mean, agriculture around here is huge. They, they grow everything around here. Like or you'll like see, depending, like I followed like uh, onions and. Oh, really? And, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Uh, big heads of cabbage and depending on what it is carrots grapes okay. certainly um dates um they grow everything out here um even stuff that i've taken back <laughs> that I've, i saw and it's like wow that looks like that would be good so i've gone over the field and grabbed a big <laughs> handful take it back home but not really knowing what it is and <laughs> cook it and eat it so well you did yeah, it so, yeah. yeah so but um yeah i'm not supposed to do that either. but uh <laughs> but uh i did go to the cemetery at night and I just wanted to, it was a full moon so I wanted to get the the glow on some of these amazing sort of uh headstones that they're 
some of them are very uh, uh, they're big and, and they're just beautiful and some are just very basic but it's all in like desert kind of land it's like it's kind of it's kind of been forgotten but not really it's kind of cleaned up there's not trash in there there's not weeds and stuff it's just like the ground kind of gives a little bit it's yeah. just like it's just oh kind of my. weird you know wow so i went out there and i was <laughs> i was uh setting up for uh what was his name i think mr stroman i think was the was the gravestone and the the full moon was in the back and and uh i got sort of side light and i was uh set up for a long exposure and the camera's running and then i just hear this like in this in my left ear and there's no one there i hear this like hiss this like <laughs> what in my ear my left ear like okay well that's fine i got think i got the shot i'm gonna get out of here and i just kind of left but it's supposedly haunted and not, not that i necessarily that? believe in that stuff there's and that's actually i've had two things at that cemetery you just there didn't was, even look over you just no no I, I, there was nobody there and i just like you know, I, the exposure was done. I packed up and went Did to my car. Did you goosebumps or anything? Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah the hair on my neck on. stood straight Yeah, yeah. Straight that's, that's, that's it. Um, and then one other time I was there uh, shooting during the day and I had shot, I don't know why I was doing it, but I shot like all of the headstones in the cemetery. It's not that big. I shot all of them except for the sun. It's during the day. The sun was... Uh, this light flare, the sun flare off of a specific tombstone, mm-hmm. like just caught my eye because just where the sun got to it lit. Um, I looked back through, I went over there and took a picture and I really, that's the only tombstone I had not taken a picture of yet, which is what? bizarre. Isn't that crazy? What a trip. Yeah. So I've had those two experiences in that cemetery, but other than that, nothing. What a trip. <laughs> oh, I love that kind yeah. of shit. So I'll take you there at some point. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love, I love these. <laughs> I'm gonna do another one of these photo adventures. Yeah. Um, do you want to? You know what? You know we just launched right in. Uh, so you you didn't start out as a photographer, and you still work as a producer. Or something. Do you want to? Yeah. Do you want to kind of back up a little bit? And yeah. Say no, like, I, I started is? off um, in the uh, really advertising background. So as an artist, as a kid, um, wanted to be you know in advertising and and be a commercial artist. Um, started off to be a junior art director, or you know, I was junior art director in, in, uh, in Baltimore. In Baltimore, right? where yeah. I grew up, and then uh, went on my first commercial shoot. They were using the agency as the location for a, a Maryland lottery commercial in mm-hmm. those days, and uh, I stayed around a Friday night on my own time just to see what the deal was, and uh, kind of fell in love with it. You know, it was kind of you know sort of starstruck by it. Never star you know it was just a local tv commercial but it was great it was all you know um i ended up helping out the next day as just as a pa offering my time my spare time uh worked as a pa down in like fells point in baltimore at another uh location for the same spot and then little by little kind of worked my way into that i mean what got me involved in camera stuff was that uh the director that i worked for owned all his own camera gear in those days, this is late '80s. Owned uh, three Aeroflex cameras, and he would bring DPs down from New York to shoot. And bring, they would bring their assistant cameramen down, and they would want to check out the camera gear before the shoot to make sure everything was in working order, just like they would at a rental house. And they started teaching me stuff because I had the key to the camera room, so I'd have to let them in. Oh, how cool! And I would uh, sit with them while they would check it out, and I would just ask questions and just pepper them with everything I could think of. And they were started teaching me how to load film into the film magazines. Um, so I started doing that. Then the next thing on the shoot, I was a film loader. You oh, know, you so did I could that. load 35 millimeter film magazines in the bag. Yeah. I'm in yeah. the bag at, you know, temperature is very much like today. And a few occasions, you know, yeah. it's brutal, but, um, but doing that and, uh, 
and then working my way into that. I became assistant cameraman for a little bit, uh, crew-wise, around Baltimore, D.C., um, which had a really great film community at the time. I mean, uh, a lot of stuff was being shot. I mean, Barry Levins was shooting a film a year there about mm-hmm. John... Uh, uh, John Waters was shooting his films yeah, you're just there. Talking about yeah. John Waters. Yeah, of course. Um, and then Baltimore. Homicide, the series, a little bit after, at the end of my stay in Baltimore, after I moved, Homicide, the series came in. But um, that was, you know, great for that community. They're really good, talented guys there. But I changed and went on and did uh, producing stuff in New York. I went worked for an agency in New York and uh, was, you know, producer of commercials for, uh, you know, Chrysler, Tyco Toys, um, I think Merrill Lynch. Stuff I think that's so days, cool. So. You started PAing and you ended up producing. Yeah, and then I it's went pretty badass. And then you know I left there and went to a small agency in Richmond. You know, it's like it's just kept along this producer path, and then been head of production. You know, at uh, an agency in North Carolina, at Mullen, uh, working on Wachovia Bank and TJ Maxx and uh, a bunch of other brands, but and now San Diego. So still, uh, still producing TV commercials and and shooting. You know, as much as I can. So. Yeah. How did you, how and where did you uh, befriend Bill Hicks? Well, Bill, yeah. Well, Bill Hicks, <laughs> it goes back to the Baltimore days because it, it was in Baltimore. Yeah. While was I was it a comedy club over there? Yeah, it was a comedy club. And, it, and while I was in Baltimore, while I was working at the ad agency, I also managed um, a comedy club on weekends, on Friday and Saturday nights. Jesus. Why do you have time for So, I, yeah. You managed a comedy club over there? Yeah. I bet that was pretty crazy. It was, it was, yeah, it was cool. I mean, I was the guy that had to come up and tell people to be quiet or, yeah, or th- I did that at the comedy store or, or throw them out. And I've had to escort a few people out and they, do yeah, not, they do not like that. No, never do. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and I started off by, and the manager at that point would have to come on and, uh, at least introduce the MC for the night. So I had to get up on stage and introduce the MC, which hadn't really done before. You know, you're not doing any comedy bits. You're just literally just starting the show. And, uh, Did you get heckled immediately? Oh, of course. You know, <laughs> and, <laughs> and you'd close the show too. You would tell everybody to go home and, uh, and you'd have to be there. But we saw a lot of good people came through that show. I mean, they, they really, the guys who booked the club were, were comedians themselves and knew the good guys to bring in. And they oh, really cool. kept the top level of talent coming in. I mean, uh, who, yeah, real, Bill who Hicks rolled was through there? there Paul Reiser came through. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, Rosie O'Donnell came through. Um, that's yeah, funny. I remember sitting at, uh, and we would all go out after dinner, go out after the show to dinner. And we sitting one night when Rosie O'Donnell was first uh, try auditioning for the VH1 gig when she was the v, uh, VJ, and she had a. Uh, we went to dinner right after the show. So this is, you know, I don't know, it's two in the morning, and we're sitting, and she's got uh, a stack of index cards with video names and band names on them, and we were all kind of brainstorming and throwing out lines for her for her audition. It was funny. I mean, I don't think well, I had anything that were in there, but. But that was early on. And, Before and then, she was yeah, anything. I mean, she had done, what, Star Search, I think, at that point. Okay. <laughs> but, but she would come through. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of who else. Um, but a lot of was guys. Was Sam Kinison going through there at all? Sam Kinison did not come through. Okay. But Bill Engvall came through. Because I know him Bill, Bill Hicks through. were yeah, yeah, out of him, Houston, right? Him, yeah. Him and uh, Sam Kinison and Bill Hicks started together. But Bill Hicks was like, the first time I saw Bill Hicks was at um, like an add-on show. And some of the guys booking the shows at the club would like book a show at Johns Hopkins University for a Thursday night before the weekend started and that's when i saw bill i was on a thursday night at, at johns hopkins i hadn't met him yet anyway i we went to the show with everybody everybody talked about impression? him everybody talked about him it was like oh legendary. so there was already so a buzz there was it. always a buzz there was, there was a build-up from everybody's like oh you gotta see you gotta go so we all went up to the show and of course he he uh uh, he got into an argument with somebody in the crowd. <laughs> and he, I've seen some of those online. And he um, <laughs> with a heckler. Yeah, with a heckler. Kill yourself. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think kill yourself may have been said. Yes. 
Um, and, <laughs> and people leave upset. And then by the end of the show, like he's got them standing on their feet, like giving him a standing ovation. It's like it's he's the most won the amazing. crowd over after destroying the heckler. I think he did it because it was just it was amusing for him. You know, uh-huh. he was so good at what he did. He was such a master at what he did that he could uh, that he did that. It was a challenge for him. It's right. like how far can I piss people off and still win them over? You know, right, right. I, I've never seen more people leave a show during a show than I have during a Bill Hicks set. <laughs> and yet everybody loved him you know he was definitely very much a comics comic yeah um it's like all the comics loved him and everybody that was anywhere near town when he would come in town would come see him yeah but uh but yeah he did a lot of stuff and said a lot of things that were like you know a little questionable on stage but <laughs> but he got away with it you know and he was a lot of fun i mean he was uh in those days he was i mean he was partying pretty hard and he was he, yeah. he carried that legend with him as well you the know? party part yeah mm-hmm. i mean he yeah. wants I remember talking to Bill later on. It was uh, it's like, dude, man, when you leave, it's like I need like a week to, you know, to, to sober up, to, to reco- recover. To recover. And his his quote to me was, "Yeah, I'll think about it. I got to be Bill Hicks every week." <laughs> yeah. So Did, didn't you say like, uh, and you know, I don't know if you want me to reveal what didn't you did like perfectly puke into a shot glass or something like that? <laughs> he did. I told him, <laughs> so. We were we would talk at various times. And, and when I first met him, one of the things I heard was that. Uh, the bartenders would make him pictures of kamikazes, which he would Entire then drink. Pictures. A picture of kamikaze that he would drink during, you know, Saturday nights you do three shows. On you stage know? you would be drinking this. Oh, yeah. He yeah. was drinking, yeah. yeah. Um, I think that's funny because the owner of the club once said, um, people were going, oh, man, I don't know how he's still standing up after drinking that whiskey. And it's like, oh, no, it's not whiskey. It's apple juice. And the owner said that. And the bartender said, no, it's not. I've been pouring them all night. It's whiskey. <laughs> so, he, yeah. Uh, but he was that guy for for a long time and a total blast. I mean, he was always the happy drunk, you know, but yeah. he was always having a good time. And totally on top of that, I mean, he was, he would, um, he always had a new, which was amazed me about him. Like comics would come through and they would, they would have a new bit and be like, oh, that's, that's, that's cool, you know. But when Bill Hicks came through, he always had a new closing bit, like. Wow. The best thing you've ever heard, you know, that was like, holy shit, how does he do that? Like, life is just a ride or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like he was like thing. amazing. Yeah. But we would, so anyway, during the shows, we would say, you know, hey, you want a shot of tequila, you know, between shows? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then for some reason this night, he's like, hey, you know, after the next show, after the next show. So that went on. And after the last show, we all went out to a bar, um, I think at Fell's Point, a little, little dive. And uh, we ordered shots of tequila, the two of us. So we did one shot. And then uh, I said, well, it's my turn. I'll, I'll get a shot. So I got him a shot. So we did another shot. And right after the second shot, he like, he looked at me and he just like, he just like puked it back up right into the shot glass, like just to the top. Right to and the that rim. was it. That was just to the rim. <laughs> and that was it. Like the perfect amount. And he just slid it back across the bar. Calmly. Calmly. And then I said, uh, well, that's disgusting. And I threw up on the floor at that point. He made you puke. He made me puke. So I threw up on the floor, and then Bill looks at me and says, wow, we, we probably don't smell so great. We should do some schnapps. <laughs> so we had some peppermint schnapps. Freshen your breath a little bit. We had some peppermint yeah, schnapps, sure. and, then, and then beat a hasty retreat out of the bar. So. But it's been a few That's nights awesome. like that with him. But he was always great because he was such a sponge for, for new uh, anything. You know, he just liked to absorb stuff. Extremely and intelligent guy. He's a really intelligent guy, really super smart, and he would bring, you know, three or four books with him every time he came through town, and, uh, you know, many a night, you're talking about books, and he's turned me on to so many things, and uh, just a really sweet guy, and that, you know, when he moved to New York, uh, I would call him when I was going to be in town, and then when I moved to New York, be like, 
feel like he's going to be on on, on uh, stage at Caroline's or wherever it was, and and he would say uh, uh, he would say he put me on the list, and he always did. Like when I went to the show, like he I didn't really call did. him if I wasn't going to go. So the comedy seller would go, and I, he'd, I'd bring friends, and I was always on the list with the number of people I told him. He never forgot. He never didn't do it. He didn't have yeah. an excuse for why. Oh, I was stressed. I couldn't. You know, it was always there. You were always on the list. He was always that kind of guy. He. You know, I'll admit I didn't. I I, I met a guy who uh, he's one of those guys who who just knew movies and music, all the obscure stuff, and he would. T- it's like the comic book guy in The Simpsons yeah. or something, like one of those kind of guys. And he's the guy who turned me on to Bill Hicks after he was gone. Yeah. And uh, I my mind was it was my mind was blown. <laughs> I mean, it, it it Bill Hicks was kind of um, I mean, he was almost more of a teacher than a comedian. He used comedy to you know let your guard down, but he was just getting a lot of message political and spiritual kind of crazy yeah. just crazy yeah. really interesting shit well he, take, but, he would take you to like a real heavy place and then he would and, like, then he, and he would wrap it up in something that's made you just laugh your ass something off, exactly you know? yeah it was just exactly. like ridiculous and like he kind of knew like that's how i had to wrap this up you know it's but like, the thing is is though i i didn't know who he was until he was gone and he he but he during this time he was like huge in the uk right he was yeah, like he was doing much stadiums UK, basically than, yeah much bigger in the uk than he was <laughs> yeah in, or in europe i think in europe in general yeah. yeah but definitely the uk i mean he had gone there to do a show called um i think counts of the nether world with another com- a comedian friend of his um it's like a i don't know if it was a series or a limited thing but yeah I think he did a. Sh- I think he did something on Letterman that was actually cut. He did do a thing on Letterman, and in fact, I and talked it wasn't to him. aired or something. It wasn't aired. I talked to him before that show. You t- you're shitting me. We talked before that, and he was going to be on Letterman, and I was waiting for it. And then we talked after, and he was pissed. I mean, Letterman had cut the the bit, and he was announced even at the beginning it was of the too show. Edgy? Uh, it was had something to do. It, it goes back to advertising and people okay, who, who okay. contribute and donors like who contribute. Or something it was or? about, um, I think it was about the right to life movement and stuff that okay. he was talking about. Yeah. And I, I, I forgive me, but it's been yeah. so long, but I yeah. believe that's what it was about. And there was some sort of, um, uh, yeah, some sort of thing there that was like an issue and they, they thought it was too edgy and they, they pulled oh, it. Wow. And he was, and he'd been on there like a million times. Well, I mean, you know, if somebody did that today, that would make him a bigger star, I think. But yeah. there was no YouTube back then. There was no, no exactly. Yeah, and Bill sent me huge on YouTube now. I mean, it is now. Like, I think he, that exists, doesn't yeah. it? I think that actual Letterman spot exists somewhere. And I think it you might. can probably find it. But uh, yeah, I was sad when. I mean, of course, I was sad when he passed away, and I found out after the fact. You know, you I, didn't know he was sick. I didn't know he was sick. In he fact, didn't tell I'd seen him. He didn't. He told a very select few yeah. people. Um, my understanding from his agent was that he um, he uh, went to the UK. He did the series. He made his money. He banked it, and he paid off all of his medical bills before he passed away. So he left debt free, wow. totally debt free. Um, again, this kind of guy. guy he was. And and I saw him at Caroline's in New York. It was the last time I had seen him. And uh, you know he looked thin and everything, but he looked. Yeah, he looked good, you know, and, and he was on top of his game. He was sober at that point. He stopped drinking at a certain point, um, and that, that had nothing. Is that when he went to New York or something? What? When he went to New York, is that when he sobered up and kind of had a whole? Yeah, he went to New York. Like, I think it just period. like yeah, and I talked to him about that even yeah. when he came through Baltimore, and I said, yeah, you know, and I was a kid, you know, so I'm like, oh yeah, I should probably sober up too. He goes, dude, you got you got a ways to go yet, you know. <laughs> That's Don't give up funny. yet. Yeah. Don't so. give up yet. That's yeah, funny. So, um, so thanks, Bill. <laughs> thanks for permission. And now here we are drinking beer. But yeah, one of the, uh, one of the people that I'm, I'm most blessed to have really come across, you know, in my life. So. Yeah. I, 
It's one of many, but I mean that you're talking about other things earlier too. You've had a lot of stories, a lot of current crazy experiences. But Bill Hicks is he's a, yeah, he's kind of a special case. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Was that with like Richard Dreyfus or something or what? Was, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. It was the guys. Supposedly the story is like the, the sighting. The diner, the, the young guys. Yeah. The, diner, the guys in the booth behind them that were the Tin Men guys. Oh no way! <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. So. What was the deal about your uh, right before we started talking here? You're talking some, saying something about Dog Day Afternoon, and oh, I said, "Whoa, save it, save it," because yeah. <laughs> I that's a huge movie for me. Oh right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, that was crazy. Oh, I love that. The TCM classics or Completely. It blew my mind. It's it's funny that you bring it up because um, I was just on. I don't know. It'll come back. It'll come out in a few weeks or something. But it's a podcast called Podcasting Them Softly, and I was a guest actually. I think it's only like the third one I've ever ever been a guest on. And uh, and I was asked about what like some of my influences were acting wise when I was a kid, or whether actors or whatever. That's one of the movies. It was that one. It was Deer Hunter that I was not supposed to watch. I saw it at a friend's house on VHS tape or something. That blew my fucking mind. And it was also and it was Dog Day Afternoon yeah. with um, John Cazale, amazing, and and Al Pacino was so. I mean, they were so good that I just didn't. It, it was like I, I forgot that I'm, I'm looking at actors. It's just kind of a whole different level of. There's, they were so fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Once I get interested something now, I gotta like dig into it. So yeah. Okay. Oh, you did. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Just a sad. Yeah. He did an every time. Totally amazing. I think, and we talked about this one, this other thing, and I think he was only in like four movies. But it was Godfather 2, Dog Day Afternoon, The Deer Hunter, and uh, I can't think of what the other one is off the top of my head. But these are the levels of, of what he was, what he did. And then he died of cancer. And he was like engaged to Meryl Streep or married to her maybe. Yeah, yeah. Engaged or married, I forget. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, no, an amazing actor. I mean, it's like, and, and what a thumb, you know. It's like, I don't think of anything else I saw during that period that really, like, movie went. That was the one that comes to mind. Cause I, and I watched it multiple times after I had to, you know. You did. I just had to watch it again. You got a little obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, I do that. And you I do do that. How have you, how, have you done that in any way with uh, photography, like an obsession? Like, go out to a place again and again if you didn't get it? Well, I come out here a lot. So, to Salton Sea. Um, Yeah. That's pretty successful. What would you do with that? Would it be like a like a gallery kind of a thing when you yeah. see a series? Yeah. 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 And your website is what now, by the way? <laughs> okay. Yeah. With a Y, right? Strider. There you go. All right. No, I, I, I believe it. Yeah, I say it right. Right. People though, like when we when we went out that first time, uh, Carson or wherever that was, and um, we got a couple shots, good portraits of that guy, that kind of crazy guy. I think they were fucking amazing. They were really good. So, but you don't uh, do a lot of people though, do you? You know, not not a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that's part of the skill of being a good photographer, though, I think. Is he let me, you know, and I love that job, you know, I wish I had a little bit of light, more light, but it was great, you know. Yeah. And, uh, he was awesome. I've been on, you know, and then you run into people, I've been on the streets of LA, too. Um, I've asked the guy if I could take a sport, and he's like, what are you going to use it for? It's like, just take it to sport, you know, and he's like, and then he got real excited about it. You know, like this was like nobody yeah. asked him to take his picture. Yeah. And it was great. You know, it was a great 
become a little more normal than I ever really thought. You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mind, you know, talking to people and doing that. Like the same thing with the guy. I just saw that he was there, and it's like, um, I've tried to get better at that through the years. It's like not uh, passing over those moments, you know, when I know in my heart there's something here. Yeah, you can't let, you can't just lose it. Right, right. 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 Exactly. Do they ask for like uh, your card or anything like that? No, typically, typically not. The guy in yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I know that reminds me. I had this weird memory just now when you said that, and I don't know if it ever happened or not. I was probably like twenty years old, something like that. This guy comes up, like out of a crowd. He's like, "Hey." uh I'm doing this book. I'm doing this book of just a series of people's close up of people's eyes where it's like different around the world, different people, older people, different ethnicities. And I want to shoot. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. You know? Okay. Go ahead. And I did. And I don't know if that ever got made or, yeah, I just have no idea if there's something like that out there or not. I would love to see it if it, if it's out there. Well, it's ran, you know, ran out of a street. I mean, I don't even know if it happened. And he asked you. I would really like to. Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And there's no way to figure that out. No, I don't think there is. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking pre-internet, probably like way back in the day, or yeah, no, even as, even as couples, you know, that I know people that took photographs with him. Yeah. Serious, and I don't know what he did, you know, with them, but yeah. And you're you're still yeah, but you're still producing to for your bread and butter a little bit for the most yeah. part. Yeah. But so, do you what's what's your What's your ultimate? What would you What would you like to do, man? Yeah. That specifically? Yeah. Do you have any other book ideas in the back of your head you'd like to do at some point? People ask me about we haven't talked about with the Dead Mickey series. Oh. That's cool. So, but with that, okay, yeah, you're going to give me that? Is that on your website? It's not at the moment. There's nothing on there of that. It is online, but it's not currently linked to my site. Oh, okay. So you can get to it. I think if you Google, like, Dead Mickey. Well, can you send me, and I'll put it on triumphanddisasterblog.com, and I'll put it on our little episode. 
to suffer in Huffington Post, and she wrote uh, a little piece on it, and they published it on Huffington Post. So oh, shit, that's cool. The, uh, the Dead Mickey series, so that's been a few years ago. So that, uh, a, as a book be, form, hopefully. Be, yeah, it could be. I, I don't know that I ever thought about that being a book until recently, until the number has gotten up now. I don't know how many have at the moment, but I haven't done any in a, in a bit. But it's, uh, Do you think it's hovering around at least 50? No, no, it's not. It's probably over... Yeah. yeah. So I, gotta I don't know what you need for a book. Again, the goal is to kind of like sometimes I have ideas and I have concepts that I want to do, and other times it comes up uh, out of a location. Like I see a location that inspires me to say, I'm going to shoot that right now. When you don't see one, when, when how do you get your ideas typically, or when? What situation do they pop up? For those or for anything. For anything, yeah. I don't mean when you drive by and see something. I mean, I mean when it pops in your, in your mind. You know what happens a lot when I'm driving. Actually. Same thing with me, yeah. You know, yeah. That's why when I come yeah. out to the sea, sometimes I shoot. And even today, even when we're working together, it's like, I probably should be, you know, I know I'm going to shoot, you know, some part of you, and I got some ideas in my head, but they're not really formed. And I don't think about that until I start driving right. out. And usually I have it figured out by the time. Like, even when I'm coming out for sunrise, like, I don't really know where I'm going to go at sunrise. I kind of know where the sun is going to be, typically, but I kind of think about it on my way out. And then, um, it kind of works out. Yeah. You know, so, um, but when I drive, it tends to trigger so I set left, right brain thing, you know. Yeah. Driving. Long distances, not like through the Long city. Yeah. Really. That's yeah. why I love coming out here, you know, because it is a drive, and I enjoy that moment, that time of listening to music or totally get it. or something, you know. <laughs> One of the weird things I used to do <laughs> when I talked about going to Route 66 or whatever, I would drive. I'd go all the way up to like Palm Spring at night. I'd like drive at night, like just long shots and just, you know, just to collect my thoughts and to have, you know, ideas and just think about shit. I don't, that's just my way. That's my way. Yeah. No, I think it's, I, I tend to, um, even when I'm home, when I'm not, you know, driving or stuff, but when I'm uh, working on photos and stuff and processing stuff, that I tend to do, I feel like I get in the zone much better at night. Same here, man. Same here. There are times when I don't sleep, you know, for days, it feels like. Just because I, I get up, I may go to sleep at 10, but I'll wake up at midnight, and then by 2 o'clock, I'm up working. Yeah. You know, uh, okay, or I just stay up. I yeah. Just, I just feel like I get more accomplished when I'm, I get in I'm, I'm totally with you. It's it's quiet. No one's around. I totally am with you on that one. Completely. Yeah. 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 Same. Same. I know. I know. I know. The worst. The worst thing is if you do like if you're like really all night thing. The worst thing for me is like all of a sudden I start hearing like uh, like trucks or like gar. I'm like, oh fuck. People are arriving. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> civilization is awakening. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. You know, okay. Well, you do. <laughs> Here's some scamper. <laughs> All right, man. Well, we're just at about an hour. Wow. I guess we could. Yeah, that was pretty quick, wasn't it? Yeah, you're, you're easy. 
<laughs> I've heard that before. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Is there anything that we didn't, we didn't, I didn't bring up, or you kind of wanted to talk about that I didn't, I didn't bring up or ask you about? Well, we could probably do this again at some point. I'd love to actually. So this doesn't have to be the first and only time. And do one of these days. This has been amazing. So. I, it makes me it's it's so good yeah man completely yeah exactly but I'm satisfied though I feel good it's good and um yeah and I'll post some of the stuff that we bullshot today on uh, your episode when this comes out be triumphandisasterblog.com we'll put some of that stuff up in that link that you talked about with dead Mickey all that shit <laughs> exactly and on that note <laughs> alright man thanks man okay hey you guys I hope you guys enjoyed that uh, talk as much as I did I it was fucking great I loved it so I might do another one with Mickey um, make sure to follow his Instagram or if you just go to his website you'll see all his links to Instagram Facebook all that shit it's at um, MickeyStrider.com so M-I-C-K-E-Y just like Mickey Mouse and then Strider's with an I so M-I-C-K-E-Y-S-T-R-I-D-E-R.com. And um, while you're online doing that, if you could just go to iTunes and leave a quick rating and review for Triumph and Disaster, it really just helps uh, iTunes to promote the show. And it's not for me. It's, it helps promote the show. And I'll call you out if you do it. If you do that or if you leave a little something on uh, the PayPal donation button on triumphanddisasterblog.com, I'll call you out and thank you for that too. Unless you leave me a uh, message saying you want to be anonymous, that's fine. But... um. I'll thank you uh, behind the scenes. So, hope you guys enjoyed. That was Mickey Strider, and we'll see you next week in Triumph of Disaster. Thanks, guys.